0: Hi there and thanks for joining us. Two foodies on this week's episode. One with a new venture to help farmers sell to you directly and the other who has just hired 80 people to serve a rapidly growing business. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business.
1: Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.
0: My next guest is someone who would be familiar to you if you like a good healthy salad on Princess Street because his brand, Rocket Man's trading very successfully there and at farmer's markets as well. But he has a new initiative that he wants to tell us all about. Rocketman Jack Crotty, how are you and welcome to Red Business.
1: Good, Jonathan. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: People will be familiar with the brand that you've worked very hard to set up. I mean, how long has Rocketman been going?
1: Rocketman started seven years ago. We're on Princess Street for about five and a half of those seven years.
0: Okay, and you do the Farmer's Markets as well. Which came first? Was it the market? Oh, Farmer's
1: the, Markets first, yeah.
0: And just tell us a little bit about that business. How has that become such a kind of an ingrained brand?
1: Jeez, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> graft, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, It's effectively healthy salads and good food, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah um, it was the right, right time. We were probably two or three years before everyone started pushing healthy food on people. But we've never really overly pushed the healthy thing. It's more been about convenience food that isn't bad food, basically was more of our message. And then it just all kind of coincided when when all of a sudden we were all wanting to eat healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, donut hell happened after it opened and has passed since. So that Mm. means that you're probably pretty much on the money when it comes to consumer trends, aren't you?
1: Salad heaven lasts forever. (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But tell me a little bit about Neighbor Food. What's that about?
1: Neighbor Food is um, it's basically an online platform that it's, uh, allows farmers sell directly to customers, farmers and producers. So I suppose if you're not familiar with eBay, eBay is a platform by which sellers sell to buyers, but eBay does not sell the stuff that's available on eBay. Neighbor Food is kind of the same thing, but for local producers and farmers. Yes, but
0: your carrots have begun mildly by the time you ordered them off eBay. So how does Neighbor Food work?
1: We. Uh, basically initiate a local collection point in a particular community and we nominate a host in that community. Our host contacts us and we pick a host who will manage that collection point. So you order at any stage during the week and then you arrive once a week to collect everything. And we kind of deal with moving around all of the orders and all of the payments so that it's seamless. So you order from... Any number in Cork actually up to 33 producers. So you can order from 33 different producers and then arrive on the night, and everything has been kind of concise down into your weekly shop. So it's
0: effectively you're rocking up to collect the shopping at that point. When you mention 33 producers, Mm. uh, what are they producing?
1: Well, you've got everything from bread, you know, dairy, veg, like quite a lot of veg, um, cheese, meat. Uh, and then anything much more specific, like fermented drinks and different types of prepared foods ready to eat meals, we even have like kindling and logs available on it because they 're produced locally so it's we 're we're really trying to anything that 's made locally can be included on mm. now history.
0: why would farmers want to get involved in something like this? They have a model that is established that mm. involves if it's let's take meat for example mm-hmm. cow. Um, lives a very happy life to a certain point, then gets put onto the back of a lorry and sold. Off it goes to the factory and made into steaks. How does neighbour food intervene and change there?
1: Well, I think neighbour food responds to that in two different, in the same way, but with two different consequences. One, but m- the majority of small producers bear the brunt of poor margins. And They're shockingly when, bad in, in terms of supermarkets. Yeah, I don't think they? people realize that it, it can be 15 to 30 percent is kind of the usual figure that's kind of being used, particularly in in raw foods like meats and, um, and veg and things like that. But not only that, but the customer is also waiting a long time to get something. So like the shelf life of things is kind of crazy. Like we have a, an organic producer who produces veg and leaves and things like that. People are amazed that it lasts for more than a week in the fridge. Uh, well, if I open a bag of salad, sense. it seems
0: to be dead within the hour. Uh, yeah, so the organic is that because it's spending a long time in transit from wherever it was grown yeah, until it, it gets be, to my house?
1: It would be treated, like sprayed inside the bag with certain chemicals that would make it look, last better once it's closed. So it lasts for quite a long, but as soon as you open it, then it dies. You know.
0: Yeah. So, so in, the, in the context of what you're talking about, it's great that farmers get a better margin, but can they still produce the stuff that I need when I want it because it sounds like it's a very seasonal business you'll get potatoes only at a certain time of the year mm-hmm. you'll only get tomatoes in the summer and you'll only get strawberries in the summer it's going to the shelves uh, of neighbour food will be fairly bare I- in October
1: Well we allow imports for products that are not available in Ireland in terms of veg um, so we wouldn't allow any imported meats or things like this because they're available all year in Ireland so anything that is not available, avocados uh, tomatoes these types of things we have special importers who pick Really, quality, authentic produce that's you know farmed ethically, and they import that, and then we distribute mm-hmm. that on neighbourhood as well. Look,
0: as a consumer, and people who are listening to this, they're they're savvy, they're conscious of price more than anything else, mm-hmm. because it's all coming from locals, because the producers are getting paid more, mm-hmm. um, and because it's fresher. This is going to cost me a fortune, I'd say, Jack. Is it?
1: No, I mean it. It is worth considering value because a lot of times things are packaged in a way that appear very cheap in a supermarket, but they're really not. Like, we have an organic chicken um, that's for sale on Neighbour Food. And if you were to cook that chicken and weigh out the meat from it, it's one and a half times better value than Marks and Spencer's or Super Value. Okay, but well, like, they've done that test.
0: what, I mean, do they presume that the chicken is probably priced individually? But, like, mm-hmm. how much would the chicken cost? Because you can walk into a supermarket and mm-hmm. pick up a chicken. Not sure how much of a life the poor chicken had, but you get one for a fiver. I mean, is it, is it yeah. going to be infinitely more than that?
1: Yeah, well, the problem is those chickens for a fiver have been killed after like 21 days. So if we don't really look on supermarkets to try and price battle. We look on what's real. And what's real is that a chicken should not be left to live for 21 days. It should be left to live for up to 50 days. So what happens is our chickens are way bigger. Mm. So if you buy pieces, you can buy chicken wings on neighbor food for, I think, three euros. And there's six wings and they're double the size of other wings. You know, like that's incredible value. But if you want to buy the whole chicken in one go, it's about 19 euros, but it's it's 2.7, 2.8 kilos. The chicken for five euros in a shop is about 800 grams. So it's about looking at it in terms of value that way. And
0: mm. uh, The other thing, of course, is plastic. How are you on plastic?
1: I would say we're probably the best on plastic if you were to look at us against other retailers because there's no merchandising happens physically with neighbour food because it's already sold. The merchandising happens online. So all the veg comes loose. Okay, the meat has to be backpacked in plastic because that's an EHO regulation. But hopefully that'll get changed soon where they can figure out other compostable types of packaging. But for the most part, everything you get in neighbour food comes either loose, in a jar or Mm. in a brown bag.
0: Look, look, I I really like the concept. It's a good idea. Um, Where it's slightly falling down for me is Mm -hmm. that I have to get into my car and drive to the pickup point to collect everything. Mm -hmm. Have you plans to move it online? Because if you listen to a podcast are a great Mm -hmm. way of finding out what's happening in Americans' um, lives, and they Mm -hmm. they always have this kind of product idea, Mm -hmm. but it gets delivered to you at a time that suits you. Is that something you're thinking about?
1: like We already have delivery functionality. It's available. People order. Last night I did a delivery run and it's not picked up actually that much. Really? So, so people
0: are still keen to come and visit you? And where are the pickup points, by the way?
1: Um, the pickup point for Cork City is on Barrack Street and there's parking available there. Okay. The pickup point for Douglas is in On The Pig's Back and the pickup point for Watergrass Hill is in O'Manis Bar on Watergrass Hill. Okay. Sorry, I bar. should say Douglas is on the pig's back, and Cork is the Apple Market Building on Barrack Street. In the bar, yeah. The way that, that this that this works is that a neighbourhood collection lasts for two hours, so we use it as a way to activate an empty space. So it could be a bar, it could be a community centre, a community hall, a church, mm. a school, um, another business like Red FM could be. A host. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: leave any food here to be gone the by the time someone pick it up. very poor. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I mean, look, you're hoping this is going to go from strength to strength. Have you have you ambitious plans for this? I mean, do you want to see this? Is is it the idea you want to see spread, or do you want the business to spread?
1: I mean, it is an idea for sure, um, but the business needs to work out as well. So, growing it organically is important. It's about trying to spread the new way of shopping kind of calmly and slowly so that people can get their head around it. Because once people start using it and engaging, it does become a community thing. You know, you, you order online, you come, you collect your box. And every now and again, there's different events and you can meet the different producers and stuff. So people are really winning over to it. I would say that from um, the point of view of like a national expansion, we are very much expanding nationally. We're launching in Dublin at the end of May. And we have about maybe three sites that will be up by then, which are scattered around the country. I see this as a rural implementation rather than an rather than an urban one. I think that it'll work well in urban environments, but what will be really exciting about it is that it'll bring farmers' market kind of quality food to a smaller um, uh, population. Okay, and
0: obviously the farmers benefit as well because they get to sell directly as opposed to going through third parties who take a fairly sizable chunk out of their For profit. Sure, yeah. The website, if
1: people want to look it up, Neighborfood.ie.
0: Okay. Well I look forward for one to visiting my local pub to pick it up in the future when when it does spread out. But for now, neighborfood.ie. Jack Crotty Rocketman slash neighborfood man. Thank you very much for joining Thanks, us certainly. in Red Business. Cheers. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. Now, my next guest has just opened the doors to a brand new location at St. Patrick's Woolen Mills in Douglas, less than a year after the ribbon was cut at their second location in Eden Hall, which means they must be doing something right at Foodie & More. Song Yi, how are you?
2: Very good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us about Foodie & More. What does it do and who are you trying to get through your doors?
2: Great. Uh the food EMO it is a global cuisine. Right. Um, we we offer a wide range of the food which is um Asian street food, Chinese and um, the Italian food, European food. Right um, it's offered for the the range of um one one go, one order can uh, avoid a lot of the uh, the taste of the family. So, in
0: other words, what you're trying to do is you've got a one-stop shop for yeah. all of these types of foodstuffs. Exactly. That you, you go, you get everything you need. From your accent, I'm presuming that uh, people are going to pick up that you're not from Cork originally. So, where are you from?
2: Myself is from China. At what part? Uh, I'm uh, from the uh, Shanghai.
0: Okay, and how did you end up in Cork?
2: Yeah. Um I I came here for a study and after college I started my own business.
0: So what did you study in college? I'm presuming you're going to tell me you studied business, did you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so
2: some something went right in Cubs that, that
0: you saw an opportunity. So what was that unique selling point? What did you think you could bring to your business?
2: Great. Yeah. Um we uh, we stand in this business since 2017. We done a lot of research on this prog- project. Uh, the basically now, right? Uh, what we do is we we want to bring in the healthy, faster food. That's the demand. What is uh, the people looking for at the moment? Yeah, in because i I'm
0: I'm I'm not going to disparage any particular restaurant here, but our vision of Chinese food was always a little skewed as to what Chinese food actually was, because when I went to China, I was realising it's a very different concept that we have. Are you looking to, to reset that a little bit with more traditional Chinese food, but stuff that Irish people would eat?
2: Yeah, uh, actually, we are, we have a strong chef background who working on those parts. We are partner with the nutritionist Lucy Helen, and partner with the um, the Kirbrach Organic Farmer, uh, Boba Brother uh, Organic Wine, to bring in fresh uh, organic ingredient to the food to make the best quality out of the food.
0: Okay, so in other words, quality is huge for you. And, and you have a big uh, centre in the Marina Commercial Park, don't you? How many people do we you are, have in there?
2: We we currently hiring 80 employees for our three stores.
0: Okay, so you've got a lot. Uh, So what happens in the marina then that feeds out to the stores? Do they do a lot of the food preparation then on the marina side?
2: Yeah, we prepare the food from the scratch uh, in marina and deliver it to our uh, branding stores. So, how do uh, Irish people react to
0: like the street food idea? That that really took off in the last couple of years. This kind of classical Chinese food as well, classical Italian dishes. Uh, is it the case that you know we we are we have a much wider palate now that we are willing to try things? So that when somebody comes into foodie and more something that they might have turned their nose up at and ignored twenty years ago, they were now willing to try. Are we more adventurous?
2: Sure. Uh as we can see the taste of people now it is changed. Uh, people like to try new things at the moment and that what we do it is we renew all our menus and um, uh we bring in the seasonly vegetables and the taste is to uh to provide uh, the best taste for our customers,
0: And in Douglas, you get to sit in as well. It's a dine-in restaurant, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is a dine-in restaurant. And
0: how, how much of a change has that been for you for what was traditionally a retail outlet? You've now migrated to restaurant. Did you always see yourself as a restaurateur?
2: Yeah, like uh, one part, we, we are restaurant. The other part, we actually own online as well. We have our own app that like uh, our own delivery team that, like, uh, deliver the quality food from our own cooking to our customers. Okay,
0: so in other words, you have that direct access. Uh, can I point out, Song, that it's clear that you've been in Cork for a while because the word like has crept into your English an awful lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm in, 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 I'm in Cork over 10 years. where um, I'm starting my business since uh, when I was in college. Um, and so the store is open now in
0: St Patrick's Woolen Mills. There's also Eden Hall on the Model Farm Road. Uh, what's next?
2: Yeah, uh, we 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 going to move on to Northside uh, in end of 2018 uh, 2019.
0: Okay, so in other words, you'll have a Northside outlet as well before the end yeah. of the year. Well, we can wish you the very best of luck, foodie and more. Is there a website people can visit?
2: Yeah, which uh, is foodie and more.
0: And that's f u d i and more dot i e uh, We wish you the very best of luck in in not only improving your Cork accent as you go on, but uh, with your business as well. That has already created eighty jobs. Thank you so much for joining us on Red Business. Thank you. My thanks to all my guests. Don't forget to check out all the other great podcasts from Red FM on Red Extra dot i e. If you want to get involved in Red Business, then email Red Business at Red dot i e. Nia Hennessy produced, and we'll catch you on the next one.